0: Hey all, and welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and I'm with Teguro. Ola, Daniel. I said Teguro, I meant to tell you, Daniel. <laughs> Using your nickname. Uh, okay, so today we're going to be covering. Uh, we have a bunch of geek, uh, geek related topics as usual. We're also going to be doing the top five World of Warcraft dungeons because we're both getting back into it. Actually, sounds like pretty much the whole uh, podcast is getting into it again. We're going to be. I'm going to be streaming uh, myself leveling a brand new character. And yeah, this is like a really good game to like kind of burn all this time while we're staying at home, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh,
0: before we get too far, I wanted to pull one out of the Geek Box. All right. So you, you down to do a Geek Box? I'm down. I'm down. Here you go. Uh,
1: what What is a Geek Box, though?
0: <laughs> you haven't been part of the Geek Box yet? Oh, this is your first nah. Geek Box question. <laughs> yeah. So dude. I have the box of Geek Box topics or questions. This is going to be your first one. Here it is. If you had the power of invisibility, what would you use it for? I'll go first um, while you think. Oh. Uh I would rob banks so fast, it's not even a joke. <laughs> I would be I would be straight up Robin Hood. Uh yes, I'd be stealing from banks and I would think I would be good enough to at least donate a portion to charity, but there's no doubt I am robbing some banks. <laughs> what about you?
1: That's pretty good. Um Let's see. I wouldn't be able to rob a bank because uh, I'd be too nervous and get yeah. to get caught. So <laughs> you're I'd invisible, probably, though. I know, but <laughs> I would probably use it as a uh, way to get into uh, events like BlizzCon, uh, E3. Oh, what a good <laughs> idea! Yeah, that's a
0: good yeah, idea.
1: Get to fly yes. places, you know. just... Go in the, if you're the just plane. like
0: standing on the plane, not like trying to sit in any uh-huh. chair.
1: <laughs> just, just chilling over there. Yeah, the drink use, card. I'll definitely use it for that. Like concerts, stuff like that. I, I just abuse it in that way.
0: Okay. Neither of us said we're going to be good guys.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I'm doing pretty good though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm straight up robbing banks. <laughs> uh,
1: that's All right, awesome. let's
0: go ahead and uh, get into the news. First up, YouTube uh, changed their default video settings to standard definition for a month. Uh, this is in lieu of the fact that, like, just internet usage is at an all-time high right now. Uh, this was first mm-hmm. done in Europe, but will be going forward uh, uh, worldwide. And uh, th- this is a statement from Google they told Bloomberg News. We continue to work closely with governments and network operators around the globe to do our part to minimize the stress on the system during this unprecedented situation. Uh, so you will be able to still watch high-definition videos, but you have to actually change the setting, uh by hand there's a little gear in the corner of your video box you could change it uh for mobile devices you really won't notice too much of a difference because a lot of mobile devices kind of stream at a kind of a low 720p area so you'll be okay there for you do you watch a lot of youtube
1: every day uh every day every day that's like my main source of like news and everything
0: i would have to say yeah uh i i do listen to a lot of podcasts but i notice that staying at home i'm actually watching more youtube than podcasting uh what uh what YouTube channel would you suggest to people who are stuck at home and need something fun to watch
1: uh hmm it, it, there's there's actually a lot so uh I watch a lot of shannon and sharp uh undisputed it's Oh, that's like, that's
0: a good channel yeah
1: yeah that that's, it's like uh, it's one-on-one and they discuss about like football basketball baseball and they talk about if you're like a football fan, they pretty much talk about um, trades, things that are happening in the league. One and thing then, I like uh, about
0: those two as well is they're just entertaining to watch. They're like they could be talking about a sport I don't care about, baseball, for example, and I'll still listen to it just because those two are really inter- uh, entertaining themselves. You know?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then uh, Shannon, Char- Shannon and Sharp, um, Shannon and Shannon Sharp, right? Yeah. Yeah, Shannon. Uh, it's yeah, Shannon Sharp so it's-
0: and Skip Bayless.
1: Yeah, Skip Bayless. They're always like bickering about the Cowboys and stuff like that. So it's I, okay. always it's always <laughs> hilarious.
0: As a Cowboys fan, actually, during the stream, I currently have my Cowboys hat on. Uh, I love that part the most because Skip is a diehard Cowboys fan. Yeah, and so it's really nice how much he is a classic Cowboys fan, and the fact that <clears throat> they're they're always great, and uh, we can complain, but nobody else can. <laughs> so Skip is a true Cowboys fan. Yeah.
1: Uh, also, um. Another another one I watch is uh Millennial Farmers. I'm a big Millennial farmer farm. guy.
0: Wow. What is that? It,
1: it's uh pretty much a, a farm in Minnesota and they plant soybean is it soybeans and other other stuff and pretty much he has his own YouTube channel and he just like shows what he does pretty much of the week. That is of him really planting, cool. driving tractors, doing all that stuff. Uh mm. I like it.
0: Okay. What about um? Is so is basically those are your two main suggestions for everybody else.
1: Is there anything else? Uh, let's see. I got a lot of mixed stuff. Like, um, well, I got another one. Welker Farms. That's another. It's place a farm one as well. That, yeah, it's another farm one. Or Alana Pierce. She used to work at IGN. She posts a lot of content about video games and stuff. Talks about okay. news and stuff. so Damn, I uh, didn't think
0: you were like, so much into the farming YouTube channels. <laughs> that's pretty
1: cool. Oh yeah, I I love farming. I used remember I I grew up on farms and dairies. so right yeah.
0: Uh, for myself, I would suggest Good Mythical Morning. That's one of my go to every morning. I watch that. Uh, it's it's a kind of a talk show. It's a morning show basically, uh, where these two guys will do random things. Over the years, they've kind of leaned into the food stuff just because that's been there. Uh, big seller you know that's that's kind of what's gotten them the most views so uh, yeah. one of my favorite things they do is where they'll they'll eat a dish from a random country like or like say they'll do hot sauce they've done hot sauces they'll do a hot sauce they won't know what country it's from and then they'll throw darts at a map to try to get close as possible one of them link always loses so he has a big advantage where they always call it the fart where he throws mm-hmm. four darts and uh he's hit the guy that's like helping them some one time it, it just it's a really good show they just finished up their March Madness uh, to figure out the best ice cream in the world. And there was a surprise winner, so that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, it's a really good show. So that's a good one that has a huge back catalog. I think they just celebrated 1,600 episodes. So you can watch a ton of their stuff. And that's 1,600 episodes of the main show. They always do an after show as well called Good Mythical More that has mm-hmm. basically another 1,600 episodes almost. So you guys could really just like totally be binging that all. That's really good. One. I suggest that. Uh Other YouTube channels, I really like. uh, I really like John Oliver's Last Week Tonight. I always watch the YouTube version of that. Um, Oh, Kutzigar, I think it's called. It's it's a science one that it's like science cartoons that teaches you huge scientific theories and stuff like that. That are really my favorite is the Dyson engine, which is how we could use the sun to like power spaceships and stuff. Anyways, it's really cool. You guys should check that out as well. But those are my suggestions for you all. Uh, but yeah, that's so so YouTube is going standard definition, and uh, while you guys are at home, check out some cool YouTube channels.
1: I have a question for you. Uh, do you find it annoying to have to keep switching it back to uh, better quality, like 1080?
0: No, I just keep mine on standard definition because oh, really? for me, I don't. I mean, it, it, there I notice the difference, but I don't think it's so much so that I would have to like it would bug me to not switch it. If there was really? something I was watching for its visual, like I got mostly when I'm watching stuff, it's for the audio. You know what I'm saying, like uh, especially when okay. it's like John Oliver or something like that. What's educational stuff? Yeah. I'm watching it mostly for the audio. Um, do you are you constantly switching it over to high def?
1: Yeah, yeah, every time because it bugs me. Like I'll just really? be watching it. I'm like, oh my god, I need to switch back. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. Next up, we have two more conventions that have been postponed. The first one is the American Black Film Festival, ABFF, has been pushed back from June to October 21st. This will be uh, the 25th down in Miami. The American Black Film Festival is an annual event dedicated to recognizing black talent and showcasing quality film and television content uh, by and about... Uh, people of African descent. So that was their their website statement. Uh, so yeah, they're going to be moving back to October. It feels like most of these conventions that are going for the postpone instead of cancel move are all going to be October. So October is going to be awesome. We're going to have a ton of conventions to attend. I'm really excited for that. Uh, hoping that we're all healthy by then. The next one is Computex 2020. Uh, this one is being moved, from, being moved from June to September 28th to the 30th and being reduced from five days down to three. So this one is an interesting event because it's it's focused on the hardware manuf- manufacturers in the tech field. So uh, and this year they're working mostly on five G and gaming. Uh, so if you think of the hardware, so like think of like your hard drives, your uh, your RAM and stuff like that. So I really like when Computex is around. You kind of get the cutting edge of what I'm going to be buying next for my computer. Uh, it's pretty, yeah, 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 Pretty epic. So that's going to be coming DDR late September. 5. Yes, I'm exactly. I want DDR five to become mainstream. Wait. You know. That or yeah. quantum computing, one of those two. So that'll be pretty awesome. Uh, okay, now the convention that we're always concerned about is BlizzCon 2020. Saying you don't have the power and visibility, do you think that BlizzCon is still going to happen?
1: I don't think it will happen, uh, dude. I'm you kind of sad about sad. it. <laughs> I know, like I'm pretty disappointed about it. But uh, with what's going on right now and how bad it's gotten like we're number 1 in cases right now. Right. I don't I don't see Blizzcon doing it or actually I believe that they might push it back but I don't know. What scares me is so I think okay,
0: so usually ticket sales happen in May for Blizzcon. Uh, they happen in May and June and then maybe some like maybe the last yeah. year they'll do in July. Uh, and then Blizzcon is always the first week of November, sometimes the very 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 last week of October uh what i'm concerned which that part is fine what i'm concerned about is it also happens to be a year where they're only going to be like showing more details on overwatch and and uh diablo 4 and stuff like that so there's not like a new game that's expected maybe a starcraft you know new starcraft yeah, uh, three starcraft, or whatever i was thinking but that could be pushed back to next year pretty easily you know so yeah. it's kind of one of those years where it's it's kind of a good year to skip BlizzCon. They actually, uh, they've done this before where they decided to not do a BlizzCon when they didn't have really th- anything to announce. Uh, so you think that they might postpone this thing? Uh, when do you think we'll find out whether or not they postpone it? Do you think they'll tell us early or do they think they'll just be like, look, mid-June, okay, guys, there are not going to be any tickets? Or do you think they'll tell us like in the next week or two?
1: I think they'll tell us in the next, by the next like two months. Oh, I okay. Think. So yeah, right. Really. Okay. Yeah. I think they'll let us know, especially when tickets usually get uh, start uh, being sold out mm-hmm. or they start selling the tickets. I think they'll they'll let us know by that time. But I really don't see them doing it, especially with all the people that go from different countries. I I don't see that they're gonna do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, well, hopefully it'll happen. I'm always excited for BlizzCon. So uh,
1: I mean, esports too would be pretty much closed down especially like for the international overwatch they have to they wouldn't be able uh show that
0: yeah the world cup for overwatch is there so is like the championship for you know wild dungeons and arenas for starcraft and all those Hearthstone's championship is there so you have a lot of championship events that would have to be reconfigured to uh uh, you know fit this new thing which i you know they can do they have an arena still it's you know standing by um it would just be weird to kind of like schedule that all out. We'd have to see. You know, BlizzCon is such so close to all of us, um, but they might have to do that. We'll have to see how that goes. All right, moving on to Nintendo Direct Mini. This was a smaller Nintendo Direct. Uh, now, I want to get this out of the way. Daniel, you do not own a Switch, correct? That is correct. All right, we're going to try to sell you with some of these games that we're pitching here, okay? So these are brand new okay. games on the horizon. First off, Xenoblade Chronicles, the Definitive Edition. Have you played any Xenoblade before? Uh, no. Okay, I've not. This has kind of been one of those games that I've always been interested in. It's kind of got this like big swords, awesome moves. Uh, the Definitive Edition is a, a classic brought back with smoother graphics. Uh, they redid all the audio. They actually completely remade the audio. Uh, it'll have a different epilogue at the end, so you could actually play even more of the game than you ever had before. So it's it's supposed to be like. The time to get a Xenoblade. So I might pick this up, just because I always hear good things about it. Next up, 2K's Bioshock The Collection, Borderlands Leg- uh, Legendary Collection, and XCOM 2 Collection are all coming to the Switch. This is huge. I already know I'm getting the Bioshock one. I might get the Borderlands one. Would yeah, you definitely. pick up any of those?
1: I'd pick up the Bioshock one, because those, those games were amazing. Uh, might get the Borderlands uh, and XCOM. I always want to try that out, so if it was on sale too, it's cheap, yeah. I might pick that up too.
0: Yeah, X-Cup, I've, I've played it a, a few times because it's always a lot part of that Steam summer sale, you know? Uh, yeah. And it's not bad, it's not bad. Bioshock to me, though, is just like, it's such a perfect game. Uh, All all three of them are great, you know, especially one and three. that you, yeah. Yeah, I'm totally buying that, there's no doubt. Uh, we have a new trailer for Marvel Ultimate Alliance, basically showing off the new Fantastic Four DLC, and they're going to be fighting Doom and it looks like the Celestials in this, so that's pretty amazing. Uh, I think Fantastic, I think uh, Doctor Doom should be totally touted more often. He's not used enough in the Marvel universe right now, so pretty excited for that. We have a new update coming to Animal Crossing New Horizon. This is going to be for Bunny Day. This is you know basically their Easter celebration. Zipper, I'm so
1: excited. I, dude,
0: I know you are. You just got to stay in your seat. I know you're wanting to hop up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zipper the <laughs> bunny will hide eggs throughout your island. You can find these eggs to create decorations for your island. Uh, yeah, you're obviously not an Animal Crossing player. That's correct?
1: No. Yeah, that's correct. I was like... Why do people play this game?
0: <laughs> I'm posting on Discord like, hey, man. And I was telling basically Derek and, and Tabby, guys, I got, I got it. And you were like, but why? <laughs> I was, yeah, like, I was like, don't talk to why? me. I'm fishing.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, we have a free update to Ring Fit Adventures. This is the kind of fitness game for the uh, Nintendo Switch. Adds new soundtracks and late language options. I actually might pick this up. I've seen some people that are like, dude, I'm actually losing a lot of weight with wearing ring fit. And that's cool and all, but some of the games actually look like a lot of fun. Kind of reminds me of like a different version of a uh, like rock band or guitar hero. Mm. Have you seen the ring fit before?
1: No, I actually haven't.
0: You actually mount the controller to this ring and then like as you squeeze it, it has tension. So it's, you know, building up muscle uh, and it's registering everything because you're moving the controller that's mounted to it. I think I'm picking that up, actually. (laughs) Uh, We have a big one here. We have the next fighter joining Smash Brothers. Uh, They'll be from ARMS. They have not said exactly which member of ARMS this will be. We do know that because of the mechanics of a stretching arm, the extending arm, that they'll need more time for development. So it's expected in June, uh, Mm -hmm. but they they might have to push that back, especially with all this coronavirus stuff, too. We're not entirely sure how that's going to go. But yeah, so that's a huge change to the mechanics of the game. I think that's actually going to be a meta breaker. Uh, We'll have to see how that goes. Uh, They are also offering, to kind of give everybody familiar with the ARMS characters, they're offering a free game trial for ARMS for Nintendo Online members, which is super cheap to be a member. Uh, The full game will be available until April 6th. I'm going to try to put this episode out a little bit early. I always do that mess up. I'm going to try to put it out a little bit early so you guys could enjoy uh, a little more time on that. We also have another game I'm going to be buying called Clubhouse Games. It's going to have 51 games in one. Uh, It's coming out on June 5th. This is the kind of game, man, that, like, you know when your grandma buys you a game? She's like, oh, I know that Daniel loves his Xbox, so she goes and buys you this game. Yeah. And it's got, like, pool and chess and stuff like that. But these are really nice to have around the house. It's always nice to have one of these around the house. So if you've got the kids over... Or you got some friends over and you're like, man, I'm bored. you want to play some checkers? Sure, let's play it on the Switch. That's what this is. And it's got a ton of oh, different games okay. from around the world. Yeah. It's got you know, awesome. poker and stuff. Pool is one of them and stuff like that. I always play pool on, on games. So that would be I pretty cool. What if there's
1: cool. uh, the, the Portuguese Sweka?
0: You know, they don't have – I don't think they have that, but they do have some unique card games. So maybe it would be there. But I didn't, I didn't notice you I mentioned. But they do have some unique ones. Maybe. They're pretty cool. Uh, next up, this is one everybody's been going nuts for. Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy is uh, on the Switch today. So you guys can play that right now if you want to. Uh, that's a pretty big game. And uh, you actually are going through the Jedi's training and stuff like that to become your own Jedi and uh, change the story yourself. So that's pretty epic right there. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons will be coming spring 2020. This is a must purchase for myself. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons has always been very interesting to me. I think it's actually going to be one we all play together and stream. Uh, we're big Minecraft fans around here, so and we're, and I'm a dungeon crawler fan as well, so it's perfect. Uh, last up for the Nintendo uh, Direct Mini, we have the Isle of Armor expansion for Pokemon Sword and Shield, and we got some more details revealed. So, you're going to train at a dojo for your Pokemon, so it's a, it's a Pokemon dojo. You receive a legendary Pokemon called Cub Fu, and he is adorable. You uh, challenge these two towers with your new Cub Fu and they're called the Towers of Two Fists. Uh, and you can only use Kub Fu during this. Kub Fu will evolve differently depending on which tower you choose. So he'll either uh, there's you'll either gain Darkness style or Rapid style. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your starter Pokemon are also getting new gigantic, Gigantamax forms with even stronger abilities, and they look amazing. They've totally done new effects on these new abilities. They look really cool. Uh, we also have new uh, player customizations coming out with outfits, hairstyles, and League card modifications. So Daniel, with all
1: this. What's it gonna take for you to buy a switch? I'm um, need that switch to be down to like 150 bucks for a new one. Yikes, that's rough. Yeah, I don't um, see that happening anytime soon. Yeah, I know, but I do want to get a switch. But right now, I got I got some uh, stuff I want to buy before I do. Yeah, but I definitely definitely want to get one
0: of any of these games. What's the most enticing to you? smash brothers doesn't count though because that's just a new champ <laughs> can't use smash brothers
1: honestly uh pokemon sound i'm, I'm more excited about pokemon I was very good to, yeah yeah especially playing uh Tim. like it's been making yeah. me want to play uh pokemon
0: Tim is so hard it's so hard to explain to people that like yeah it's pokemon and all but yeah. <clears throat> there's strategy involved like with pokemon you can just power your way through it you don't need strategy you do yeah. need it in Tim. it's crazy uh, yeah, there's definitely some best buys for me. Bioshock, I think, is the one I'm most excited for. Uh, just playing Bi- those games again.
1: Bioshock's good. The problem is bu- rebuying games that I, I do like. It, it's hard because I own those games still for the other systems, and I could just play them on those other systems. So I don't think I would actually buy those, uh, like Bioshock. or, um, Yeah, it's it's tough. The only game really Pokemon. Yeah. out of that list. That's the yeah. for sure one.
0: All right, moving on to our next thing here. We have ESL and PUBG Mobile coming together to create a new esports tournament. ESL is the esports company. Uh, they they kind of already work with like CSG, you know, so uh, Counter-Strike GO, with Dota 2, some of the big guys, you know. Yeah. Uh, you're pretty familiar with ESL,
1: right? Yes, yes. Uh,
0: and so they're going to be establishing this new uh, uh, tournament with PUBG Mobile, so it's the mobile version, the one that's partially owned by Tencent Games, uh, and the other half is by PUBG Corp, of course. This this event will have a prize pool of $5 million. They said now, the press release that I got received said $1 million, but then they tweeted out $5 million, so I think it's actually going to be $5 million. Uh, They'll be hosting a series of competitions leading up to the 2020 World Championship. And uh, so, yeah, this is kind of putting... PUBG on the on the uh, PUBG Mobile on the big stage, right? This is some of the biggest guys that these guys are in charge of. Do you think first off, have you ever tried PUBG Mobile?
1: Uh, I did when it first came out.
0: You did? Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. I did too. And it, I kind of got it was like too easy to win compared to like, you know, the regular PUBG, so I didn't really like it. Um now, do you think PUBG Mobile would make a good esport?
1: Uh no, it wouldn't. Uh there we have. PUBG as an esports and on the first year cuz I used to play PUBG so um playing it and then watching it the first year it was big you had like 200,000 views on Twitch after the second year then third year it went down to like 10,000 views I definitely think on the first year like when PUBG uh, mobile comes out for esports or whatever, it would probably be big for the very first year. Then yeah. the next year and third year, it's going to be the same thing. You're going to lose views. Uh, game has issues. Blue hole is, isn't fixing the issues and the cheaters? I'm not sure if there's cheaters on the mobile game, but it probably, it probably does. <laughs> probably does. Especially it being fucking blue hole.
0: Yeah. And, and Tencent, i also don't quite trust with the cheaters either, so you kind of have Tencent, who's you know they own a little bit of every video game company, but they don't have an excellent track record. So I don't really quite trust them either to to compete against cheating. Um, but yeah, and, and you're saying in general, PUBG is usually not uh, is usually not a very good eSport. Is that what you're saying? It
1: it could be a good eSport if it didn't have so many issues, mm-hmm. but then uh, and. It's hard to have an eSport as of um, it's RNG yeah. because of the the blue zone. You don't know where the blue zone's going to land. That's a good it's point. It's going to change on you. So it's RNG. So if you're already in the circle, you have a better shot. If you're not in the circle and you have to go in, it's going to make it harder to get in, and then you're just going to lose. So it's kind it, it can be a eSports. I I mean, they they did it, but it's – it's not, not really good eSport.
0: Yeah, it's it, so Fortnite. You say is also not a very good eSport then.
1: Yeah, that's correct. It's okay. not really a good eSport. Okay, uh, like CS:GO, that's a good eSport.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, it's fantastic actually. Yeah, yeah.
1: Le- League of Legends stuff like that. That is fine. Yeah. It's not RNG.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Yeah, we'll have to see how it goes. Uh, you know, I I enjoy Fortnite's, uh, Fortnite's esports just because. Uh, there's so much faster than I am with like building and shooting, so there's a lot of excitement there. But PUBG doesn't have that part. It's just shooting, and so I think the RNG is more important. Uh, yeah, I- I we'll have to see yeah, how that I goes. Did. That's a good point. I didn't really think about the RNG involved and, and how that much that will affect competitive play. It's a good one. Uh, so next up we have hackers hold up an AMD GPU source code for ransom for $100 million. Mm-hmm. This is insane story that I was like, we have got to talk about this. I have so many sources for this one. So, AMD revealed that a hacker has stolen files that contain the source code for the AMD Navi10, Navi21, and, and Ardent GPU. Ardent GPU, sorry. Now, the Ardent GPU, these are all kind of like future graphics cards, right? GPUs, graphics cards, basically. Yeah. Um, The Ardent is rumored to be the 12-teraflop fl- uh, powerhouse GPU that's going to be used for the Xbox Series X. So. We see them toting about this huge you know, graphics card or this you know, major power they have. Apparently, it's just ardent. And now the, the code, the source code, which is basically a list of commands that's used to make a program. So with this list of commands, you can essentially recreate a lot of this programming behind these big graphics cards. That's out there now. Okay, The hacker who calls herself uh, its soulless with three X on each side, because, of course, they have to make it super hard to say uh demands 100 million dollars for the files and threatens to release the files if not paid uh she's she's saying that you know she expects 100 million dollars from AMD but will take it from anybody so say if Xbox wants to jump in they'll do it uh, they released portions on GitHub, and AMD quickly responded with a copyright claim to get them removed. So that right there tells you that AMD knows that these are real. So otherwise, yeah. you'd be like, "Oh, those are fake, yada yada yada." Nobody cares. No, when That's they actually awesome. put the copyright <laughs> in there, yeah. So like, oh shit, you probably shouldn't have done that. There's that problem there. Now, uh, there's so many sources going on uh, about this, but Torfreak was one of them that was actually able to contact the hacker. That's how we know that it's a, uh, that they're they claiming to be a female. Uh, the hacker has uh, has not been, they said that they have not been conduct- contacted by AMD, but assume that they'll be trying to sue them in court. Uh, but the fact that Torrent Freak can reach out to them shows that her identity is not as hidden as she is uh, originally planned. So people can reach out to her, basically saying that AMD will have somebody to put on those court filings. So I'm asking you, what kind of punishment do you think this hacker should receive for doing this?
1: Uh... I mean, at least a couple years in jail because that's yeah, pretty prison. big. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's one of those things I, where
0: you, when you when you delve deep into what the, the what Solus is trying to say is like, oh, uh, you know, this is teaching them their mistake and so Like she keeps using the, that terminology of AMD won't fess up to their mistake and pay the money. They're gonna try to go after me legally. Well, it's like, is it their mistake? Like you, you're a hacker. You should the fact that you are breaching someone's property is a crime uh if we lived in a perfect world you wouldn't be doing that like
1: hackers could be good too that's the thing yep oh yeah so it's tough i mean if you're gonna do harm just mess companies up and yeah there should be punishment there should be a way (sighs) yeah Yeah. that's yeah that's tough
0: the crime almost should be in the asking for ransom not necessarily in the hack itself
1: uh, yeah, but then if, if she yeah, received if yeah. she
0: if she decided to release them all for free, would she be in trouble? What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean that's still private property that you're invading you're okay. you're, you're going into the company and stealing their information. So yeah, I mean, still it's, she should still get in trouble.
0: So do you think there should be a tier of penalty? So like say there's one tier for just hacking them, one tier for distributing private property and then another tier for trying to solicit money for your private property that you stolen like each one should be more time in prison
1: yeah i could see that okay
0: uh now do you think amd or another company should should pay for this ransom or just bite the bullet let the source code be released what do you think that's tough uh hmm. how important is it to amd you know, you're kind of I'm watching this one closely. It's so crazy. Um, you know, I, yeah, I hear about this all the time, but the fact that one of these graphics cards is what's in the brand new Xbox, and it's Xbox has been freaking boasting about it so much that it has me so interested in this topic. Uh, yeah, uh, I,
1: yeah, I, I, I don't Microsoft want is.
0: ransoms to be paid, but you might need to.
1: Well, if they know who it is, why doesn't the FBI just go after them? they That's what AMD is first
0: attempting to do. Uh, yeah. So they, they, they. If that goes through, that's fine. Say they can't get, say they cannot catch her, and so she's on the loose. She has the ability to release this. Uh, do you think they should still pay for that ransom or no?
1: Yeah. Uh, Marvel's. Uh, well, Marvel. Uh, Microsofts don't want to pay the pay for it. You especially. think Microsoft might step in?
0: I think so too, man. Because Just, Microsoft yeah. is is such a heated competition with PlayStation that they can't afford stuff like this to get out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that this will be one of those things where they're like, no, we will pay that ransom just so that the Xbox details don't get out too much. You know what I'm saying? And then if that source code is out there, Intel can grab it. They can do what they want with it. You know, you're, you're opening up a all kinds of... Sony can grab it. They could start making yeah. their PlayStation PS5 Plus right now with at least 12 teraflops if they yeah. wanted to. So it's really interesting how... We'll see how this goes. Uh, we'll follow back up on this, guys, with how the lawsuit went. Uh, and let you guys know it's definitely something interesting let us know on twitter instagram everything else our discord what you guys think about this and which way you think it should go uh the sources for this are torrent freak of course amd's press release because they had to fess up to it we have that full press release on our website by the way ign and den of geeks so you guys can check out all the sources and our website next up this one is very uh personal to me so i want this is a call of action to all of you guys okay Marvel and DC Comics will stop shipping new comics starting April 1st. So Diamond Comic Distributors, that's the distributor for both Marvel, DC, and a lot of actual other companies, uh, they said that they're going to stop shipping out brand new comics on April 1st to the local comic book shops. Uh, This is due to the COVID-19 concerns. So, uh, you know, they're not selling comics. It's a gamble both ways. So comic book shops are not ordering as much. It starts to not become profitable for companies to actually you know to actually make these games you know so yeah. to make these comics so they're going to not get it anymore this means that comic book shops starting april 1st will not receive any more new comics so local comic book shops will be struggling through this they're already having a hard time because everybody's switching to digital it's super easy to get a comiXology subscription or whatever uh now they're facing this new coronavirus and they're barely surviving so this is how you guys can help first step Call your local comic book shop. See if they have a mailing list, if they offer gift cards over the phone. Many do. And you guys, if you'd like, could buy a gift card right now for your local comic book shop. And then as soon as this thing's all over, you go in and you start buying some brand new comics. You buy those collectibles you really wanted to. But in the meantime, your your local comic book shop has your money of $20 to $50, whatever you want to spend for that gift card. That's fantastic. You could also see if they have the mailing list. They'll pull out comics for you. And a lot of comic book stop, short, uh, shops have been driving out to your house to bring you the comic books you ordered. Uh, they oh, also have the awesome. ones that they just throw in the mail. Yeah, the, the comic book shops are in dire need right now. So we really need help. them. I'm actually going today to a comic book shop for this third thing. The one? next one? Wa- the next one is – I'm going to the Elk Grove one. Ah. The si- <laughs> we'll talk about it in a sec. They're doing sidewalk sales. So comic book shops are now bringing their supplies, all their stock. They're bringing it out to the sidewalk and saying, hey, call us ahead of time if you want. And we'll come out and we'll actually hand you the comic book at a safe distance, whatever. They'll have a transaction available for you. And they're being as as, uh, sanitary safe as possible. You can check your local comic book shop's website or Facebook. I checked on Facebook for my local one. And they are taking extra precautions and sanitizing everything and keeping themselves as sterile as possible. Uh, And then, yeah, so uh, come April 1st, you'll have to go out there and buy old stock. So if there's that comic book you've been putting off that you really want to get to, maybe some old trades, maybe there's like the statue you've been wanting. Cause you know, there's not just comics at a comic book shop. There's a statue. Just want Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I know everybody gets that wild hair up their butt to try out some no, more Yu-Gi-Oh cards. This is the time guys. If you're stuck at home with your brother and your, or your parents, whatever, get the whole family. all will match at the gathering. This is the time. Uh, you can go buy, buy a couple decks and help out your local comic book shop. Uh, now, I'm going to be going to the Elk Grove one, and uh, I would r- normally go down to Lodi or I'd go up to Sacramento because I like their comic book shops, their environment's really good, but I decided recently I need to go to the Elk Grove one more often. They've been around for 31 years, and they're actually struggling quite a bit, uh, and they were my lo- my comic book shop when I was a kid. I brought my v- my very first comic book. It's a Superman wedding edition uh, there from the 90s, and so I'm going to be heading out there today and just be buying up a comic book. What do you think about
1: this, Daniel? Are you going to try to help out the local shops? I'm going to have to, especially the one in Elk Grove because um, I used to go over there, not for comic books because I didn't really care for comic books at that time. Uh, More for Yu-Gi-Oh!, Pokemon, Magic. So definitely got to stop by, probably uh, see if they're open Wednesday or Thursday and uh, maybe pick up a comic book.
0: On their Facebook, you could check. On their Facebook, they'll always put out times that they're doing the the sidewalk part. And that's the best time to go. And so they'll say like, Oh, hey, uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we're going to be doing it from, you know, uh, 9 a.m. to 3. Come out on the sidewalk. We'll have all our comic books and stuff like that on tables. And then they do everything at a safe distance. And so, yeah, that's a good call, man. I think that's a good move. I'm, I'm going to try to go out there today, and I'm going to pick up a couple comics. And I'll post them up on Twitter so you guys can see what I'm reading. Right now, I'm currently reading Red Sun. You should. Uh, uh, but I'm, I'm going to buy some local ones.
1: You should go on Wednesday with me.
0: Wednesday, you know what? That's a good idea. Okay, on Wednesday, that's new comic book day too. It's a perfect day to go. Yeah. On Wednesday, Daniel and I are gonna go, and we're gonna stay at a safe distance from each other, and yeah. we're gonna pick up a couple comic books, and we'll we'll tweet them out. We'll show you guys us supporting our local comic book shop. That's a fantastic idea, Daniel. So, uh, you guys check out your local comic book shop. There is a website, and I want to say, and unfortunately, I don't have it written down here. I think it's localcomicbookshop.com, where you could actually find your local shop. And just call them up and see what they offer. You don't know what they offer yet. Just call them and see. A lot of them have mailing lists. Uh, and and they're, they're getting desperate out there, guys. Help them out. After April 1st, I'm telling you guys, we're going to see some major closures in the comic book world. So we need to do our best to help them out. I mean, no new comic books. That is a steady stream of money that they're going to be missing now. So... Read those old comic books. There's so many classics that you could read. Uh, Flashpoint, stuff like that. You can get all those over there. They have a lot of trades. A lot of people have trades. So check them out, guys. Uh, That's going to be it for the news. Next up, we're going to be doing our top five World of Warcraft dungeons to celebrate our return to WoW. Uh, That's coming up next. going over our top five world of warcraft dungeons we're doing this because we're gonna be all getting back into wow we're gonna be leveling brand new tunes streaming that during this uh covid thing uh probably making some videos out of it too i don't normally like to make gameplay videos anymore but we might do that as well uh so yeah uh daniel world of warcraft it's amazing why don't you start us off with
1: your number five favorite dungeon uh number five favorite dungeon i'm i'm gonna go with Dead Mines deadmines why do you like deadmines uh because the the whole uh pirate themed you're in a cave and everything's pirate based pretty much and then it you're, is you're yeah fighting. yeah it's true and then they had the updated version i think it came out what was it last expansion or this expansion no
0: i i think it was like was it like World of draenor or even cat- maybe cat i think it was cataclysm actually yeah was it
1: oh okay because uh, maybe they
0: changed that territory, so I think it might be cataclysm that zone.
1: Yeah, it was uh, back then. It was only an alliance area, so you would have to yeah. actually walk all the way over there, dying by these level whatever sixties, just like Freaking camping lines. areas, just to go experience dead mines. Because you could you couldn't just look for group, which was yeah, per- it was annoying, but it was actually pretty fun. Um, but i picked number five that's number five because i remember having to walk all the way over there yeah and just the, the effort thing. counts towards being awesome yeah. it's true and the updated version was pretty cool uh didn't they i believe they added the girl pirate at the very end i forget her name but
0: possibly and i think they added the murloc as well
1: yeah the murloc was different he was in the cooking pot and then mm-hmm. he's like throwing out poison yeah that was a that was a really fun dungeon
0: I especially like the part when you first enter in the room that has the ship sitting there and you're sitting there and the ship's firing on you. It just, it felt very cinematic. Like, oh man, this is like a, a parts of the Caribbean movie or something like that. We're trying to board the ship while it's still attacking us. I thought that was really cool. And then you're like going on the outside of the ship and getting back into it. It, it looked very cool, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. the With the updated version, like all the boss fights were cool. There's the one yeah. on top. It's like two bosses on one or whatever. Yeah, uh, he's doing stuff on the floor. You have to dodge. It. It was honestly. It was a cool dungeon.
0: It's very, very well done. That's good. That's a really good one, and it had a good story too. I liked that one yeah. too. Uh, all right, my number five is going to be from Mister Pandaria. It is Storm Stout Brewery. Uh, This is a classic. This one was one of those that was just like, it's so much fun, and you ran it a ton. Some of these dungeons, just by where it was at in the leveling process, you ran it a bunch. Stormstop Brewery was one of them. So you ran there a bunch, and it was a lot of fun because... It's basically a cursed brewery and you're trying to figure out why it was cursed and get to the end of it. And you find out it was basically a big beer spirit (laughs) at the end. And uh, so you fight the beer spirit. But the whole time you go through there, there's these these monkey creatures that are like just getting drunk and partying and fighting you trying to like, hey, man, you're crashing our party. And I just loved a fun, whimsical dungeon. It was a lot of fun. Now, did you like this dungeon at all?
1: I actually did. I love the part when you after you defeat the first boss, you get into this one room and then all of a sudden like the monkeys just start jumping on you. And yeah. You're like just trying to run through that room. Yeah. And you're just getting slowed. Oh, my God. That that dungeon was so much fun.
0: I, yeah. And then I like when you have that the big rabbit and you have to like the big carrot and everything like that. That yeah. part's really good. It's a solid dungeon. The tones, like the color tones are really cool because it's got all this oak or, or like this wood. uh, the uh, decals and stuff like that because that's the you know the pandaria area and uh with the beer flowing too it's also this kind of brown tone it just looked beautiful in there Uh, that was a really cool one
1: i like the the second boss with the the rabbit you get he starts spawning these little bunnies and they start attacking you you pick up the hammer and you spin (laughs) that was that was a good well done dungeon
0: yeah i really like that one that's that's i always enjoy when that one comes back that's a cool one all right uh what do you have for number four
1: uh, my number four is Grim Batol.
0: Oh man, I forgot all about that dungeon. What that's a, great, a good one! Yeah, that so, was that's a tough one too. Actually,
1: it it was it was unique, which I liked. Yeah, it was like totally different. So it was a Cataclysm dungeon, and inside you would face the the Red Dragonflight. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the beginning of the dungeon, after you clear, like I, I think it's like. The first couple mobs, there's like five dragons that are harpooned and you free them. And then they let you pretty much ride them all the way to the end of the the dungeon. And while you're flying, if you and your group are able to kill the mobs, you could uh, fire breath the mobs within the dungeon. Mm -hmm. And if you're coordinated, you could clear most of the trash, which I thought was a really cool aspect in the the dungeon. I, I haven't seen a dungeon like that um that was like the biggest thing some of the fights were pretty insane you got one boss fight actually the second boss fight he he would switch weapons and he changes his um his ability uh fighting tactic and you had to pretty much change uh yeah you had
0: to watch what weapon he was wielding to like oh no we're doing this now we're doing that now yeah it was a lot of fun
1: i would say the last fight was probably the hardest one because a lot of people didn't have good computers so people yeah. couldn't see the swirling uh circle that you have to actually stand inside so people would just be dying <laughs>
0: yeah like i don't see the swirls i remember that dude you're right
1: yeah that, was, yeah that was a really good dungeon
0: what i like about that dungeon is that was so that's cataclysm and it's right off of wrath wrath has some fantastic dungeons, but they were notoriously easy to do. And yeah. when you look at Grimba that was like one of their examples of like, no, in Cataclysm, the dungeons will be much harder. And they were. They were way, way harder. And Grimba it it gave you that idea that like, man, if we work together, we are so much more efficient. It's just so much yeah. better if we just work together.
1: And then if you, if you had no coordination and you weren't attacking the mobs, then you're like, shoot, I need to... A- now I have to pull every single group just to get to the boss, yeah. which was 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 pretty cool, and it happened a lot because people were kind of bad, but yeah, um, yeah it, it was definitely definitely fun dungeon.
0: Yeah, uh, that's a good choice. That's a really good one. Uh, all right, going into mine number four, mine's going to be Scarlet Monastery. Uh, I know that this kind of counts as four dungeons, so if I have to pick a, a specific one, it'll be the Cathedral. But I really like the fact that you go to this area that you feel it feels like it's actually part of the environment, this Scarlet Monastery. Like you it actually feels like part of the questing. So you're not just going into this, oh, I have this cave that I walk through a, a swirl and I'm in a new place. No, this actually feels like you're actually approaching their cathedral. And you have the uh Scarlet Crusaders there and they're trying to do their own faction to take out all the Forsaken, which the Forsaken, if you're a horde, are good guys for the most part. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um and so you're trying to protect them and stuff like that. And they have some very memorable bosses and environments in there, uh, especially if you think of like, I mean, I could just kind of just toss them out there. These certain moments uh, when you're in the armory, the guy that spins, I could just say that and everybody knows exactly which boss that is. The guy that spins that wrecks everybody. If you're playing in classic, he's so hard to get past. Uh, and then, or, oh, that one guy that brings back, or the, uh, the the white main who brings back that guy. And you're like, oh, I remember that part. Oh, that's yeah. so terrible. So there's so many memorable parts that come from Scarlet Monster. And if you're, I think it's like level 30s. So through your entire 30s, there will be some people, especially if you decided to go tank and you're playing something like vanilla or classic where you'll just kind of camp out in Scarlet Monastery and wait for people to need somebody because it was so much content packed into one location that it became like a second city. Uh, you have you know, your Undercity, you have your Orgrimmar, but then you also have Scarlet Monastery where you have everybody sitting there just hoping to find other people, to connect with other people. So it kind of became like this social location too. Uh, yeah, I love Scarlet Monastery. Did you care for that dungeon? What do you oh, think of Scarlet I, I used to
1: love that dungeon because I used to run people on my on my main, Taguro. And yeah. every time yeah. I think of Scar- Scarlet Monastery, you're going to laugh. But I think of Hunter's Volley back then Dude, and the totally. reason why I loved Hunters. And they took yeah. that away from me.
0: I know, I know. That's got to love it. Dude. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, that's true. That was like the place to run other people. Like you would just be running your friends yeah. through there. And so- uh, You just tell you know, them way in
1: the front, you pull the entire yeah. room, like like two of the rooms, and then you come back and just volley everything or whatever. And yeah. all of a sudden, they're just leveling hella quick.
0: And those are those late nights. The people that don't play yeah. video games don't quite understand where you're like, man, sometimes it's like 10 o'clock at night to 1 a.m. and you're just sitting there- everybody's just talking and and chit-chatting about their day and one of what some one of the group is carrying everybody else but it's just kind of mindless activity that everybody's just bullshitting with uh yeah scarlet monastery man that's a good dungeon what is your number three dungeon
1: all right my number three dungeon is the caverns of time calling of Calling, yeah
0: oh man what a legendary dungeon
1: yeah it was more because of the story and what happened. Yeah. That's what playing it was pretty horrible. It was just like, man, really, <laughs> it just took forever. It's like go yeah. back this way, go this way, go this way. It, it was kind of, it was frustrating, but honestly, the the whole thing was amazing. So it was pretty much a Warcraft three mission, mm-hmm. in which Arthas uh demonstrates a willingness to win the war against the Scourge, and right. you see him massacre. The entire village because he wasn't sure like which one was uh uh was infected so he was right. just murdering innocent people and just infected people um and honestly just that part made me love the dungeon because it was just so such a big story
0: yeah that, that was legendary in the fact that like this was the pinnacle moment when Arthas turned so yeah. and and it it also is kind of that moment where you start to realize what the Forsaken are. So because that, that plague that's going around is the undead Forsaken cure, uh, curse or plague. Uh, and so you start to see, like, man, these these undead that are walking around were from towns like this. You know what I'm saying? So they were just turned to people. And uh, that moment that Arthas made that decision was that moment when you realize, like, he'll do anything to try to yeah. win this fight, including sink to their depths and that's when he later on he, when he becomes you know the Lich King uh, it's because this you know and uh, man yeah. what a great dungeon you remember I, that, I that that mount that everybody would get and just at some point everybody in the yeah. world had it so you just kept throwing it away a <laughs> super valuable yeah, mount
1: I love I that mount and I love the shield the lion's shield
0: yeah still part then, of our uh, transmog library often
1: Yeah, it was crazy too in the story you remember the time traveling dragons that would come to try to stop you yeah. Yeah, that uh that was a really good dungeon.
0: That is such a good dungeon, yeah. Uh yeah, it leads right into the events of like BC in some places. It it, it does so much and sets up so much for our characters. That that might be one of the most required played for new players. Like if I were yeah. trying to run somebody through say say okay, so for the next expansion, basically you can entirely actually I think this one you can as well. You can entirely skip uh expansions. I think if I were to say like, hey, you know, let's level up through uh, let's say BC, but you won't touch Wrath. I'm like, hold on, stop. We need to mm-hmm. go over to, to Wrath of the Lich King. You have to do this one dungeon so you at least get the story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, that's a good one. Alright, my number three is going to be, I mean, it's probably my f- it, it's when you're level 60 in World of Warcraft or so that 55 you may need to make that push, you are playing Blackrock Depths. Uh, BRD is a massive five-man dungeon, basically five-man raid, uh, that has like something like 12 bosses at at least, uh, and to to find a group dedicated enough to finish it is almost harder than actually finishing the dungeon itself. Uh, you're going into these cavernous uh, iron dwarf like places uh, where they've they've made these giant sculptures and these giant buildings within this mountain, uh, and, you're, and you're trying to find the leader of the Blackrock Dwarves and uh, and try to persuade them to not be evil, basically. Uh, but it's so neat because. Uh, there's certain hallways that are just like massive because they have these big stone giants that walk around, so they have to be massive. And the dwarves look so small in that in that room and stuff like that. But you're like, man, what are you guys creating to need this? Uh, it, it was stupendous, and so many of the bosses were really creative, especially for the time. If you're thinking of like the arena area, which was really creative, uh, you have the where you're going through a tavern and you're having to fight the the guards, uh, stuff like that. There there are so many creative moments in that dungeon especially when you think of like, man, that was from vanilla. That's from classic. Wow. Uh, when they were just figuring out how dungeons will look and they had this one that was so iconic, uh, man, there, there are so many times. I remember I'll, I'll jump on my Paladin and I'll tank it and just like throwing out my Avengers shield, grabbing a group, bringing it over and feeling so amazing in that place. It has a way of doing that to me. Uh, yeah. Blackrock depths, top notch dungeon. What are your thoughts on that
1: one? Uh, it was amazing. I love it. It's actually my number two. Death.
0: Mm. Oh, I thought we weren't going to have any doubles. No,
1: I'm sorry. That's I right. We'll get to hear it. you with the <laughs> Black Rock Depths. But yeah, it was my number two. And I just I actually love that dungeon. I wish I wish like uh, WoW actually made dungeons off this dungeon. Yes, because it it was it was like a two hour dungeon and especially if you're low level, you got a little group. So you're making friends with these random people for two hours in a dungeon yeah. and you're fully clearing the whole thing. And um, there's there's actually about 20 bosses and there's secret rooms okay. within the Yeah, there's actually secret rooms within the dungeon. And there's the one room where uh, it's like the bar room. And I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I guess if you break a certain amount of kegs, you get into a fight, like a bar fight. So you do,
0: yeah. Uh, And then there's to unlock molten core, like the first raid ever in the game. You actually have to go through BRD and like press this button, basically in BRD in a certain amount of time. So it was also the entrance to something else. Like it was so neat.
1: And then you you got the uh, what's the the holiday the brew, brew brew fest. Yeah, you got the brew fest there. Yeah. yeah. That takes
0: place in like the storeroom <clears throat> of that bar.
1: Yes. That's cool. Yeah. Honestly, I really wish they would remake this as a raid and just make the bosses harder and challenging. Yeah. You know, they could do a like classic,
0: a, a, like an actual five man raid. Yes. What I'm saying,
1: right? That would be awesome.
0: They, cause now they've split it up into like lower or upper and stuff like that. They they've made it into smaller pieces we don't want that we want more we want it to be long but we want it to be difficult to go through as well so i'm hoping in the future they do exactly what you're saying
1: yeah but the problem is like a lot of these like a lot of people are playing wow they just complain so much about how the game's boring or this or taking too long in dungeons now it's like speed runs it's like go back to the old stuff make it long make it challenging
0: Well, I think that they saw that uh, with the popularity of Classic WoW and how well that's been doing. I do think that they see that there is an audience out there for that. So hopefully, in the next expansion, Shadowlands, we're gonna see a little bit of both. You know what I'm saying? To where we yeah. can kind of, you know, help out both sides, both audiences. That'd be best. All right. So Blackrock Depths was your number two, correct? Yes. So we'll go on to my number two now. Uh, my number two is from Legion which I would argue is the best expansion ever. I know you're not going like, to agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going with Maw of souls. So if you were a heavy, a heavy wow player, especially if you're trying to go with like high end stuff with mythics or whatever, you ran Ma of Souls possibly thousands of times. Uh, I had to have run this place thousands of times. I-, I remember clearing this thing in like 22s and 23s where you had those pools. So memorized, you were able to clear this thing like an efficient machine, uh, all of that aside, all the fact that how many times I had to run this place, the visuals were outstanding. Speaking of pirate ship, you were on a ship. Yeah. A Nordic ship this time, and you start in, in the prison cells. Well, you yeah yeah, right? No, you you no, you start outside and you're boarding it and then you end up in the jail cells. You get yeah. out of the jail cells, you fight your way through the bottoms of the ship and then you come up top to fight your fight another boss up top at at the at the back of the ship and then you fight towards the front of the ship trying to like narrowly not grab too much attention. And then you jump down into the bowels of the, sh- or to the to the front of the ship. And here comes Helia, this giant, almost Kraken-esque, think of like, um, uh, oh, what's my favorite Disney villain? Help me out, Daniel. Ursula. Ursula. So think of giant Ursula, if you're not familiar with WoW, in front of you, and you have to fight Ursula off. Uh, It was a very technical fight. We forget that nowadays, because we became so efficient at that fight. But that fight was actually very technical at its time. Uh, excellent 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 dungeon Souls is perfect what are your thoughts on Souls? did you run it much
1: yeah i did uh it was actually my favorite dungeon out of all the Legion dungeons because it was quick yeah. it was quick and it, it was it yeah. wasn't easy especially when you had the higher keys but it was just a fun dungeon
0: yeah so that's a real good one uh, all right let's move on to your number one dungeon daniel this has got to be your best dungeon man what do you have at number one
1: uh my number one was halls of reflection
0: Such a phenomenal choice. Oh yeah, (laughs) for the last boss alone.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So in halls of Reflection, the reason I had to pretty much pick it is, it's because it's all about the Lich King. Yeah, Lich King. Sorry. Uh, you got um, so right in the beginning, you see uh Oth Othar Othar and Jaina talking. Uther and Jaina, isn't it? Uther and is it or is it
0: Lothar? Oh, I don't remember. I man. I'm sorry. Othar.
1: Uh well anyways, like you see them talking and you pretty much find out that you always have to have a Lich King. If you don't, then the Scourge will just walk and just destroy everything. So right. you need somebody to control them, which was pretty big, especially with the whole Lich King thing. Yeah. And uh pretty much uh Lich King comes in and like sends out his Sponsors to try to feed us and get us away anyways after you clear those two bosses you have to run away from the lich king on this i would say like it was like a cliff or whatever right to it was like a frozen cliff
0: yeah so um after you get past like his swarms that are in that one room around the frostborn yeah, like sword two of them. you go down the hallway and he's fighting sylvanas do you remember that yeah, i
1: don't remember that part
0: Dude, that part was so epic, because you were like, right here, we have her. Because for those who are not familiar, this is probably the best boss in the game, storytelling-wise, narratively. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you walk into this room, you think, we have a chance to kill him right now. This is like Jon Snow being face-to-face with the Night's King. Like, this is his chance to just kill him now and end everything. And Sylvanas, who's one of our leaders, is fighting him. And uh, he he ends up pushing her aside, and we all have to escape quickly to this, like... To the, the blimp. And so then we, yeah, we go out the side door, and then we're running along the cliffside. And then you go ahead and take it from there.
1: Okay. So, yeah, you're running along the cliffside. Lich King's chasing you. He's kind of walking pretty slow. But yeah. uh, if you touch him, you automatically die. And he'll send mobs to pretty much slow you down, try to kill him. I don't think I've ever died to Lich King. Have you? I,
0: I know... No, I don't think so. I think as it, as time went on, we got faster, faster, where it wasn't a problem. Yeah. In the beginning, when it first came out, there was so much awe, actually, of just being there with the Lich King in a dungeon yeah. like that, that a lot of people were like freaking out and messing up things. Because yeah. you know, you're breaking these ice walls to try to get to them in time. But Yeah, Yeah. Uh,
1: that dungeon was amazing. It was really it, well done. Honestly, all three, Pit of Sauron, Halls of Reflection, yes. and uh, what's the other one?
0: Uh, was the forge?
1: It was something oh, yeah. forge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget the
0: name. Of it, Heart of the Forge, yeah. something like that, maybe. Uh, yeah. That one thing I really like about that is that dungeon probably the most environmental stress on a player. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. otherwise you're stressing out about the fight or maybe about how you're performing or something like that. That one was was narratively and the environment wise was what was putting in the stress on you. Like, you were like, we can't let him touch us. We have to get to the the boat and then we can save the day later on. Like, this was our last ditch effort. If you were to look at it, you were just like, yeah, you have plenty of time. But even then, you're like, it's so important that we escape this thing so that we can continue this fight later on. Like, narratively felt so important for you to get out of there. What a good choice. All right, let's go ahead and move on to my number one. My number one is Zulfarak. This is out in Gadgetson area, out in Tanaris. Uh, so... This is one of those dungeons where while you're leveling, you could technically just pass right past this one. There are dungeons at this level, but you have to stop. Like, hey, guys, let's go do some Rock. Uh It is a, I think they're the Sand Trolls that you're fighting while you're in there. Uh, you walk into this place. It's these ruins that kind of show how old the civilization actually is and how young your civilization is. Uh, you're, you're fighting your way through these ruins. You basically could choose your path. Uh, and as you're going, you're seeing like, these burial ceremonies and where they have people like living. So you get so much of the culture of, of trolls as well. The bosses are all well designed. Uh, there are two bosses that everybody talks about. There is literally one called Godzilla, which is in reference to Godzilla. And you have to bang this gong. You have to get this hammer from another zone entirely. This whole long mission to get this hammer. And then you could use this thing to bang this gong. And then Godzilla will ascend out of this like pond, And you have to fight that off and you get like, I think a dagger from him and stuff like that's pretty good. Uh, And then, of course, the best part is when you're up on this, it looks like an Aztec pyramid or or Mayan pyramid, maybe. Uh, uh, You're up on the top of this thing and you're releasing these guys, uh, these prisoners. And then while you're up there, you notice that, oh, man, all of the trolls have teamed up now on the bottom. And so they're slowly coming up this pyramid. You're fighting them off as you slowly try to make your way down the pyramid and escape. Uh, again, it's one of those moments that's like super cinematic. Uh, you finally get down there and you find the bosses and you, you, these like guys that are kind of like leading this horde coming at you. You fight them off, and then amongst the guys you just saved, they're talking about like, oh, we should do this, oh, we should keep that. And a fight breaks out between your guys and the guys you just saved, and you kill them. So it's just like, even at the end of it, it's still so cinematic. And the fact that like there's one more twist, you know? And then yeah. once you fight them all, the goblin, and he ends up escaping. And you see him run off and he unlocks the final boss room. So, I mean, it's just one of those things. that's just like, it plays out like a movie. Uh, it's super good. It's one of those where you have to stop and do it every time you're leveling. So, Frog yeah, is perfect.
1: I used to love doing that dungeon back then. Yeah. It was such a good one. It's
0: a classic. Uh, all right, guys, that's going to be it for us today. Uh, Join us on a stream. We're going to be playing a lot of World of Warcraft this week and kind of going over what the leveling is like and stuff like that. We're we'll be talking about what are we all leveling next and what are we going to do. So we're working on that part. We'll Real let you guys top? know. Yeah, what's let up? us
1: know on Twitter which one had the best top five, please.
0: Oh, yeah. Who won top five? You could just say yeah. Frank or you could just not answer. It's one of those two <laughs> options. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know on Twitter at uh, Geek Freaks Pod. I think that's what it is. <laughs> so you guys can join us. Um, And yeah, we really like all the Twitter uh, responses we've been getting lately. It's pretty cool. We've been doing the Geek Box and people are really enjoying that. It seems like that's pretty cool. All right, guys. We will talk to you guys next week. Everybody, please stay safe and be cool with each other out there. Bye. See ya. Thank you for joining us on the Geek Freaks Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Geek Freaks Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us. We have our Patreon and a store. All those links are in the description. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you guys next week.